Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the station bringing you every Broncos game. Touchdown, Denver! This is Broncos Country Tonight. Presented by Betfred Sports. Never miss a bet with Betfred Sports on KOA. Welcome to it, Broncos Country Tonight. Benjamin Albright, Nick Ferguson, Grant Smith here with you. We have a giveaway tonight. Giving away some concert tickets. And I can't get rid of these tickets fast enough. They are uh, tickets to Nickelback with Brantley Gilbert tomorrow night at Ball Arena. So you listen during this show, and I will be happy to get you some Nickelback tickets. You didn't sound too uh, enthusiastic about giving away free tickets. I mean, I don't care. I'm I'm not going to the show. It's Nickelback. I just have to mention the word Nickelback. I mean, you said that as though every time you say Nickelback, you have to wash your mouth out with soap. I have to wash my ears out with soap. <laughs> this is like the Taylor Swift thing. He actually loves Nickelback. No, I, I, oh, just, I despise. Oh, oh, oh we doing just that again. To admit it. I despise oh, Nickelback and the one song that they have throughout their entire career that they've just put a different title on and continue to play over and over again. Well, well, Ben, it, to I mean, follow what Grant was saying to back him up. You have said on this program several times that there's a certain villain that you. Play I'm not on playing. air. <laughs> so, I'm not playing. <laughs> you are serious. I'm dead serious. So, so I wouldn't be able to entice you financially to attend a Nickelback concert. Probably not. Probably. I, my my price wow. my price to go to that would probably be too high that you would not pay it. Wow. Like if you're in the ten grand range, then I might I might perk up and go. Well, because I mean I heard that you know. Money can buy you almost anything. Well, everybody has a price point. Yes. And for ten grand, I'll go suffer through it for three hours. For ten grand. Yeah. Mm, okay. But mm. I'm not going. It's Nickelback. They're terrible. They suck out loud. <laughs> I just love to hear you criticize bands. It's just comical to me. Why? Because I, I, I guess your listening ear sometime is a little, dare I say, fragile. Because once again, I still think that you are portraying someone of a, a front. Mm. I, I do believe that you are. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Well, if you took a picture, you could you could look at this photograph, and then every time you did, it, <laughs> it could make you laugh, just like that. <laughs> 56690 is the text line. You guys can tell us exactly how much Nickelback sucks. Uh, from the 303 Canadian rock band, kind of sounds like an oxymoron, almost always. <laughs> Man, the hate. The what hate is, what, is what are deep. the best bands to come out of Canada? Well, I, I believe... Some 41? I don't know. Did they? Yeah, they were out of Canada. Okay. But I know... Avril Can- Levine. Well, that, that's one. She was married to the guy from Nickelback for that, a while. Well, there you then go. Then she woke up. Was it really Avril Levine? Yeah, I, you see, I, I'm glad that, you, <laughs> I'm glad that you, you actually know about this weird conspiracy. Do you know about this? No, I don't. The conspiracy that Avril Levine was actually replaced by like a clone of Avril Levine? You got to Google this. It's like a real yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm going to have to Google that. But Canada, they may not produce a lot of musicians and bands, but the one thing they do 
produces a lot of actors and actresses that you, you don't know that they are Canadian. Donald Sutherland's Canadian? Yes. I knew, I didn't know uh, Ryan Reynolds was Canadian. Yeah. Didn't he was know that. A, he was, yeah, he was the guy, I think I think it was right after, I'm not 100% sure, but Alanis Morissette, when she put out the Jagged Little Pill album, which was about Dave Coulier, by the way, the Cut It Out, Joey Gladstone from Full House. Yes. She was dating Dave Coulier, and that's who that album is about, their breakup. Mm. After that, she dated Brian Reynolds. So she went from Joey Gladstone to Deadpool. Wow. Or Van Wilder, I, 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 whatever I, you know Ryan Reynolds from. Well, I see why a lot of these artists have, you know, number one chart toppers. Because you date someone, you do the research, and then you write a song about it. Yeah. Yeah, Rush is Canadian. That's probably who I would have gone. BTO, The Guess Who, those are all Canadian. Try to think of Canadian rock bands that, uh, uh, that are out there. Somebody said Triumph. That's a good pull. You mean um, Triumph and so Common Dog? No, Triumph the band. Oh, ah, guys, started From back in like 1975, I think. 76, somewhere in there. That's when they started. I don't remember. Anyway, buddy of mine's a musician up there. His name's Matt Good, uh, Matthew Good. He's a musician up there in Canada. Uh, he sold a lot of records up there. Not not big in the U.S. or anything. So, I don't know. Yeah, Canada's got its own own music scene or whatever. Bare Naked Ladies. They're from Canada. Okay, that's not that's a decent band. I just remember a whole lot of bad Canadian bands that came out at at, at, at once. Like Nickelback was one of them. What was the other? Default. Do you remember Default? No. They had the Wasting My Time is one song they had. Um, Oh man, there was a bunch of them right in that era. They all they all had the same sound. It's that same generic Nickelback puddle of mud sound that they all had. That three chord rock that that everybody was was doing at the time. Well, puddle of mud did have one song that I thought was pretty. pretty yeah, that's default. Hates me. This, this is this is what I was talking about. This is default. I do know this song. Yeah, yeah. This was this was the band they came out. They, they were touring together with Nickelback actually. You remember this? You know what? It's all be, the same song. Yes, it it, it does. All of them the same chords and strings. Yeah. Yes. It's the same sound. It's the same look. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I invented the piano key necktie. I invented it. But you got to think about it. That was a, a moment in music history where, you know, everyone was doing that type of music and it was big. It was almost like, you know, the big hair bands back in uh, the early 80s that mm -hmm. had all those ballads. That, that's what it was at the time. I, I'm not mad at them for, you know, cashing in and making money on it. I'm mad that I have to hear it. Well, you're hearing it yet again. Still still longer. <laughs> Grant just keeps it cranked up in my ears right now. I hate you so much right now. One of these days, I'm going to figure out how to take away the uh, the music and override it. One of these days, I'm going to figure out how this stuff works. Anyway, if you Google the Avril Lavigne thing, fans think she died It was replaced by a clone named Melissa. This is a real thing. What? I, I swear to you, this is like a real thing. Who, who writes this stuff or I, even makes it up? Man, there are people that believe that there are basements and pizza parlors that don't have basements. Like, I, I don't, you know, people believe anything. What? Oh, Keith and Orlando, Loverboy. I forgot about that one. That's a good one. Yeah, they were terrible, but yes. See, so you remember everything that's awful and terrible about Canada from a musical scene. Is there anything great that you recall about Canada that's remotely I don't know, decent? I had plenty of fun in Canada. I've been up there many times. I stayed, like I said, I talked about my buddy who's a musician up there. I stayed with him uh, in Vancouver. Um, I've been to Toronto. Um, I've been to, uh, I've been to Nova Scotia. I, I've been to, you know, like Canada's been, a uh, BC? Perfect. British Columbia? Vancouver, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great place. Yeah. Great. Va Vancouver uh, is, is kind of like the Hollywood of Canada because a lot of places go up there and film because it's so cheap. Yes. So there's a lot of, you know, you run into a lot of people up there that you wouldn't think that you'd run into, but... Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I fought all three places. Vancouver was uh, was a lot warmer than I thought it was going to be in October, which uh, and I went to Toronto the following February. So I was thinking, oh, Canada's not as cold as everybody thinks it is. Toronto is that cold, and I was freezing because I did not pack warm enough that time. Uh, so yeah, and then uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. I've been there a couple times uh, when I was deploying. We always stopped in Halifax for whatever reason. Yeah, if you get a chance to, man, you know, definitely visit, you know, Canada. It's it's different. Uh, the, they are the, more polite. They yes, really are yes. more polite. That, that's the one thing I, I enjoyed in my time playing in the CFL, how polite the people were. And, and, and Ben, it was one of, to a point where I was a little nervous at first because coming from the States where people are not that happy, they seem, and mm. not that polite, I was like, wait a minute, what are you trying to pull on me? Yeah. Yeah. You, you try, I, I've yeah. seen Southern hospitality, and I know what that is, but the Canadian hospitality is just different. It's just different. And you feel like you're, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop yes. because it's like it's like disarmingly polite. It's like, I don't really trust Like, I stepped you on right a guy's now. shoe and he apologized to me for having his foot in the way. And I'm like, I don't really know what's happening <laughs> yeah, here. Like, this that, is that's, weird. Yeah, that's this Canadian. Got, this, you know, <laughs> I would have got, got my butt kicked for, for smudging somebody's puma, yes. you know, back, back in the States. And here you are apologizing to me for having your foot in my way. That is, we've heard a lot about the Patriot way, but that is the Canadian way. A it lot is. of apologies. The one thing I haven't done in Canada that I wanted to is go to Montreal, you know, the, the French stuff and that kind of thing. But I hear they're kind of, they're like the opposite. They're super snooty or whatever. So just yes. like the French. So the, yes, they are like, like you go to Montreal and they want you to speak French, even though you are visiting their lovely country. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm a visitor. That's not how this works. Plus, my French is terrible. Nobody yes. wants to hear that. I took two years of French in high school. Like, oh, nobody wants that. Only thing I can say is French toast and French fries. Mm. That's about it. It's steak frites. Yes. That's how it's pronounced. <laughs> oh, the French say it. Steak frites. Steak frites. Yeah, I, uh, no, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not, I don't really, uh, <laughs> wow. I have someone listening from Canada right now. Um, what do they say? Ben seriously heart and a bunch of Canadian flags. They just text oh, me. Oh, so, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't, uh, <laughs> I have nothing against Canada. I love Canada. I love the Canadians. Um, I just, the music. You just don't love their bands. Of a certain era. There was a, there was a, there was a period of time where the bands from there were really appallingly bad. Now, to be fair, the American music at that time was not much better. I believe topping the charts here was probably Limp Biscuit, Kid Rock, and that sort of stuff. So certainly not better here. Hmm. Very interesting, Ben. When this conversation comes up, I can't help but think about during that time, where was young Ben at the state of his life? Because I'm thinking that something did not go right for you during that era of music that may have, I don't know, made you feel this particular way. You know what went wrong for me? The state of music. <laughs> The state of music has built up all this venom mm -hmm. and one Benjamin Albright. The 719, Brian Adams sucks. Wow. The 719, Loverboy sucked. Uh, the 720, ZZ Top, top three chords and no hate. Yeah, it's different. There's ZZ Top, you can't hate them. Uh, what do we got? If you play Nickelback backwards, you hear the devil. Worse yet, if you play it forward, you hear Nickelback. That's uh, well, <laughs> well done. Uh, BTO, Rush, Neil Young, a lot of more set. A lot of Neil Young in here. Uh, for the 303, Molson beer. Actually, when I went up there, I didn't drink Molson. I had Kokanee. Kokanee was the Canadian beer I had when I went up what? there. What? Yeah. I don't know if that's... Uh, it's Man, I don't know what actually is 
the Canadian beer. It's Molson. Well, you say that, but then people say like Foster's is an Australian beer. Nobody in Australia drinks Foster's. Nobody. You go to you go ask for a Foster's in Australia and they'll throw something at you. But that's the difference it in Canada. It tastes like cat urine strained through a dirty sock. Okay, first of all, I don't even know what that means. I don't even want to know how do you come up with that reference. I don't know if you experienced it yourself, but I do know people in Canada, they love Molson. Molson. Okay. that That's their beverage. Well, I... The friend, the guys that I was with drank kokanee, so I drank kokanee. I was like, okay, this is the Canadian beer then. Molson's been lying to us the whole time. Well, it's just like, you know, there are a lot of people who drink Corona here. In other places, they don't. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because a lot of people, uh, like, they, they say that, uh, isn't Corona like Puerto Rican though? They, they, they say it's Mexican, but it's actually Puerto Rican. Am I right on that? Or maybe I'm wrong on I that. I have no I have idea, but the people who I know who drink it, they say it is delightful. I'll never know. I'm not a Corona guy. Like I, yes. I, it's you know, if I'm drinking Mexican beer, I want like Tecate or Pacifico. Sometimes I get a Dos Equis or something, but I'm just not. I've never been a Corona guy. I don't know why. It's never been my thing. And, and I and I enjoy the commercials just fine. It's not it's not the advertising that throws me off or anything. I just it's just taste. I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember drinking a Corona actually. It's not. It's not like it's you know. It's not like I'm. Uh, I drank it. And I hated it. I'm. I just haven't drank it. Well, for a person who drank cat urine through a dirty sock, I, I could see, well, the taste would not be there for you. Yeah, that's a euphemism. <laughs> that's what you call it. That's what you want to call it. Uh, let's see. We got, uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, nobody in Belgium drinks Stella. Uh, you know, Stella Artois. Yes. Nobody in Belgium. Uh, ben, the guess who from Bill. Yeah, I, we, we guess so. And uh, I hear that Molson bought out Coors. Maybe they did. I, I don't know. Uh, these are all things I don't know. But Canada's just fine. And to get back to it, Canada's just fine. I have no problems again. Love Canada. Great time in Canada. Just don't like Nickelback. What are we going to do about that? Because you're giving away tickets, though. I am. I'm going to give away tickets a little later. And all this is, uh, you know, the Nickelback got 15 minutes of advertising for their concert at Ball Arena tomorrow night with Bradley Gilbert. So if you want to go to that, stay tuned to this show. It's not going to happen right now. But a little later on, I got, uh, got a pair of tickets to give you. So you'll want to be the caller... When I give the uh, the message, it's 303-713-8585. Obviously, you guys can participate in the show on the text line, 56690. No deal today for the top running backs, Saquon Barkley, uh, Jacobs, Tony Pollard. Um, didn't expect any of the three to get done. Thought Barkley might be the closest, but uh, didn't expect any of the three to get done. None of them did. Uh, over the weekend, Nuke Hopkins went to Tennessee, which we reported on this show for months that that was going to happen. Um do we have, didn't we have Ian Rapport on the, the show with the, the fellas earlier talking about uh, both Nuke going to Tennessee and the, uh, the devaluation of the running back position, I do believe. If Grant has that sound, I'm not 100% sure he does or not. He's looking at me crazy, saying that he doesn't. It was more money in Tennessee. Um, I think New England, you know, look, they're never going to be the highest bidder. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, they, they will sort of offer deals where, like, you know, you take a little bit less, but it's the Patriots. And I think when Tom Brady was there, they probably got a lot of those not necessarily like that anymore. So maybe they do need to pay a little more than they want. Um, and I think, you know, Belichick has always been interested in DeAndre Hopkins. So the, all that made sense. But in the end, this was really about the Titans saying, we want him and here's what we're going to do to get him rather than anything else. I mean, I think by the end, it, you know, the Patriots were still in it. But this was really the Titans show throughout. Yeah, and it was they were the leader wire to wire after Nuke had visited. Um, it was never 
it, it was never really close with anybody else. The Patriots, Chiefs, and Ravens all got involved, but not to the point where they threatened the Titans at any point uh, in that deal. We'll see. We'll see how that works out for him. I mean, he fits the mold of what they want out of a receiver. Uh, even though he's lost a step, they, they still want the big, tall, possession, contested catch guys because that's what they're going to do. They're going to run the football with Derrick Henry, and they're going to run the deep crossers and the, and the deep outs with the contested catch guys and, and do that. Well, with this situation, it just tells me how the market changes for a, a lot of players, obviously, uh, over the years. And despite what they did at the very beginning of their career, the NFL has a way of letting you know, thank you, have a nice day, and bring in the next guy. Nuke Hopkins is still a quality wide receiver in this league. And the fact that he runs great routes, he's a big target. The one thing is his hands. He, he, he has enormous hands, uh-huh. which allows him to take the ball out of the air. But I am really interested to see how this is going to work with the Titans because the, the Titans, let's be totally honest, the team in that division... Right now, it is Jacksonville. That, that's the They're team. The team on the upswing. Yeah, that's the team to beat. So, for me, watching Newt Hopkins go to the Titans, I'm glad that he's going to be on the roster this year, and he's going to put up some numbers because they have no choice but to give him the ball. But he's not going to be on a contender. So he's going to end up on the backside of his career no potential opportunities to play in a meaningful playoff game. So for him, it's maximize your, 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 your output as much as you can, which means get as much money as you can before you walk away. But isn't that what a lot of receivers, I mean, is it, isn't Tennessee where, you know, great receivers go to die? <laughs> Andre Johnson? Yeah, you I mean, know look what? at the receivers. Who else they got over there? Julio Jones, uh, Randy Moss. Yes, Randy Moss was a Titan for a minute. Yes. People forget about that. Julio, yeah, he was, was a Titan. Um, who else was it? Didn't Josh Gordon wasn't he there for a second? Maybe I'm wrong on that. No, I don't think he was. But, no, but, but that's the desperation one of the player because you don't have that many options. And two, it tells you so much about the Tennessee Titans because they are definitely a run first, run heavy team, and having an adequate guy under center who can deliver the ball, that's been problematic for them. Ryan Tannehill had a sensational year when I believe that they were the one number one seed. Mm-hmm. But after that, there, there was nothing. And then every quarterback, every running game needs to pass a game and vice versa. So maybe Newt will create more opportunities for Derrick Henry. I think the other part of this is the, uh, the offensive coordinator situation. Um, because you had Arthur Smith there, and when Ryan Tannehill was absolutely crushing it, that's who it was. Then you had Todd Downing, and Downing is not a good OC. He was bad with the Raiders. He was bad with the Titans, and all of a sudden they regressed. Now they've got Tim Kelly, and for those who don't know who Tim Kelly is, Tim Kelly was there in Houston. He was the guy when Bill O'Brien was there, when when Watson and Nuke Hopkins were in their prime, and that's part of the reason that, that Hopkins obviously wound up there in, in Tennessee. Well, for him... I, I hope that he's somewhat happy. And I know that's hard to say at this stage of a player's uh, career. But one thing I, I, I will say this, if, and we haven't gotten to this point, if you are a fantasy owner and you're looking to pick up a quality wide receiver later in the draft, Newt Hopkins would definitely be that guy because you know he's going to get those targets. He's yeah. going to become the number one wide receiver in the focal point 
from a passing standpoint in that offense. Well, yeah, and then they hope that he helps develop Traylon Burks, who they drafted last year to replace Andre Brown, who they foolishly let go, which got their general manager fired in the first place. So uh, we, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. Do you expect big things from Hopkins? Is he going to be a 1,000-yard receiver in that offense? A 1,000-yard receiver, I'm going to say no, because once again, I know what that offense is built on, is built on running the ball. He's going to get his red zone targets. He's going to get his intermediate passes, but this is Derrick Henry's show, and is can you soften up the defense even more for me to get more touches? I, I tend to agree, and that was kind of where I was going with that, is just that, you know, a new Hopkins for whatever talent he has, he's going to be in an offense that's scaled back. You know, I mean, there's just not going to be as many targets as there were in some of these other offenses that he was in, where Bill O'Brien was slinging the ball uh, all over the yard for the Texans or, or uh, over there in Arizona when uh, you had Cliff and, you know, and, and Kyler in, in, in air raid. Um, so that's just not, I don't think that there's going to be the opportunity there for Nuke as much as there, as there was before. And obviously, you know, he's kind of dropped a step as well. I mean, he's lost a half a step, you know, he's not the same guy that he was in his, in his prime about three years ago. Um, that's not to say that he's not still supremely talented. He is, uh, and one of the best contested catch guys in the league. Um, uh, but he's, you know, he's not a burner. I mean, he's not Tyree kill. He's not going to beat you with his wheels. He's going to beat you with the body and then boxing you out and using those big hands and, and that vertical to go up and get the football. And, um, you know, there's, there's, there's still a market for him, obviously. I mean, he got paid, he got paid top five wide receiver money, uh, for this, for this free agent cycle. Well, when you have a young wide receiver and Traylon Burks, you need a veteran wide receiver to come in opposite you. Show who's going yeah. to not only just show you ropes, Ben, but he's going to draw the coverage of that other team's top number one corner, yeah. which allow a young guy to get number two going into his second year. And they're hoping that maybe he would be able to catch fire. Thousand-yard receiver, probably not. I'll put it more around 850. Well, Broncos country tonight is international. We got listeners in Newfoundland tonight. Welcome you guys in. 56690 is the text line. You guys want to get involved in the conversation. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Rockies. Could they have a turnaround in the second half? KOA. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Treyo, 120 at bats, does not have a home run this year. A game-winning walk-off home run from Alan Treyo. Rockies win this one 8-7. If ever there was an announcer jinx, it was me saying I hated Nickelback and Grant started playing it all the time. Got to be careful what you ask for. Yep. Got a couple of great texts during the uh, during the break. Keith in Orlando said you said bands, but Gordon Lightfoot, Neil Young, Shania Twain, Brian Adams, all Canadian. Yes, they are. You're a big Shania Twain fan. Y- yeah, I am. You know, I, I guess uh, on this show, between both you and Ryan, I've revealed some things about myself that I'd never revealed to anyone. You know, liking Shania Twain and mm-hmm. liking Taylor Swift. Swift. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. in, in the circles I run in, I mean, those are not names that commonly come up. But, hey. But here they are. Yeah. 
I like who I like, man. Music is music. I'm not mad at you. If you want to like Nickelback, that's fine. I just don't want to get in the I, car see, with you. Well, see, I didn't say that. See, don't put words in my mouth. I oh. never said that. I almost. Yes. See, I did, see, I used to be able to pin that stuff on Ryan. I used to be able to like slide that through there and just pin that stuff on Ryan. Nick's, Nick's, Nick's hip to my game. He's, no. he's too savvy for me to get away with that. I do have a pair of tickets. You can win a pair of tickets to Nickelback with Bradley Gilbert tomorrow night at Bowl Arena. We'll stay tuned. We'll give those away in the next hour or so. Uh, stick around for that. 303-713-8585 is the call-in number. You want to win those uh, win those tickets. 56690 is the text line. You want to get involved in the conversation. Talk a little bit about the Rockies. Two or three from the Yankees. Get that walk-off home run right there. And it got me to thinking about biggest turns or turnarounds in Major League Baseball history. I don't know that this Rockies team could do that, but two out of three against the Yankees ain't bad. No, it's not. Uh, as far as a turnaround, a major turnaround, not so much. What you can hope for is that maybe the Rockies can string a couple of, of victories together back to back to build some confidence and maybe they can get, you know, 20 games. I mean to make to make things somewhat dare I say respectable. Well, I started but, I started to go back and looking at this kind of stuff. The Rockies are one of the teams with the best turnarounds in, in all time in 2007. Well, uh let me let me <laughs> bring you up to speed. Shocker, it is not 2007. We in 2023. You know how long ago that was? Uh, I'm doing the, the math in my head. If you carry the one, divide by pi. Uh, a yeah. long time. Yeah, it's like a decade it's, and a half it's ago. It's been a long time. And think, think about it this way, right? With Aaron Judge out of the lineup mm -hmm. for the Yankees, mm -hmm. they're like 15 and 19. Mm -hmm. They lost six of the last eight games. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, it sounds great to beat, beat a team that has a, a brand like the Yankees. And great for the Rockies. Great victory. Great for Trejo, who hit his first home run to give the Rockies the victory, but the idea of them turning around in that way to make what, just the season respectable or trying to climb back into this? I'm talking about making a wild card. I don't know, Ben. That, that, I mean, they're like 18 and a half out of the division. Like, that's not going to happen. Uh, even the biggest turnarounds, you look at, uh, what was it? What was it? The Cardinals in 2011 were, what, 10 and a half out around August? And they went 23 and nine down the stretch, and they needed a collapse from the Braves, who went like nine and 18 in order to uh, in order to make that and steal the final final spot. So that's improbable. You know, 18 and a half of the division is is ludicrous. But uh, in terms of the wild card, I mean, you know, maybe that, that's a huge maybe. The only thing that you can do right now, if you're the Rockies, try to use the series against the Yankees as a little momentum. If you're Bud Black, you're telling your team, okay, well, here's what we can do if we're playing great baseball. But when you look over the series, you look at, I think the first game, it was 7-2. Mm -hmm. Then the second game was 6-3. And then, obviously, you have the walk-off homer by, right. by Trail. But once again, this team still has a fundamental problem, Ben. It's pitching. Well, yeah. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying it's even likely. Um, you're talking about the worst team in the National League. Uh, they're 16 games out of the wild card, 18 and a half out of the division. But wouldn't it be nice? From a sports fan and in the business that we're in, absolutely. It may, it would make somewhat of a fun story, almost like, you know, one of those Disney movies mm -hmm. where you see, you know, the character just being kicked down and all of a sudden they just come back in the last scene or the last five minutes of the movie yeah, some, something like that. It would be great. It would be a great Disney-type movie, but you and I both know this is not going to happen. This is more like an M. Night Shyamalan movie for the Rockies, right? That's what it's like. That well, twist well, at the what's, end. what's the twist at the end, though? <laughs> the twist at the end is, guess what? 
They were the same person we thought they were. <laughs> so there was no, the twist was that there was no twist. Exactly. So I went back and I tried to look. Like the 69 Mets, obviously, they started the season 18 and 23 and then went on that just dominant run um, after that. They were they finished, uh, what was it? Uh, I, I can't remember off the top. It was, it was some absurd at 82 and 39, 82 and 39 down the stretch. Like that just doesn't happen. Um so, you know, that's why they were the amazing Mets. But I like recently, I mean, like I said, you've had the Cardinals, you had the, the 2013 Dodgers. They were 31 and 42, 31 and 42 on June 21st of that year, nine and a half games back on the, on the West. People were calling for dynamically fired. Um, and it wasn't like they went out and did a whole bunch of stuff. All of a sudden, Yaziel Puig just emerged, but they finished the season 92 and 70. Those are different circumstances that you're bringing up. A payroll that's roughly yes. you know, twenty times. Because, okay, you're talking, you know, a payroll for one. Then you're talking about the the farming system and players that are jailing at the right time. I really don't see that because right now the Rockies have th- seen their fair share of injuries, mm-hmm. and we know what that can do to a clubhouse, let alone you know a, a pitching rotation, and, and that's a big problem. If you told me right now that you had so much faith and the pitching rotation for the Rockies, I would say, you know what? You just sold me on that. But I know you'll never say that. And it's not something to just kind of disparage the Rockies and the pitchers. Just right now, that's not the case for them. Maybe two or three years from from now, Ben, we're having a different discussion. But right now, they, they are what they are. You don't think getting some of these guys back off injury might uh, might be enough in terms of the bats if they can if the pitching could just step it up down the back half and, and and some of these bats get back. You don't think maybe maybe that helps. Maybe Chris Bryant, who's been swinging a hotter bat lately since he's been recovering, might help. No, I I don't because and it's once again I'm not saying this from a point of being a hater. I'm just saying from a point of being realistic about the situation. It is hard for any professional team to go out there and play your best basketball, football, or baseball when the key elements of your team are now going through their fair share of injuries. It's very tough. I, I, it's Right now, by the way, their playoff odds are 0.1% to make the postseason. 0.1%. Only two teams have a lower number in all of baseball, the, the Oakland and the Kansas City Royals. 0.1%. Look, man, the, the one thing I worry about, Ben, and you, you tell me how you would look at this, is the morale. Like, every day when you have that many games to play, like in NFL, it was only like 16 regular season games. Mm-hmm. Now it's 17. But you play as many as the games they play in baseball, and you know that you've been knocked down time after time after time. But what is it that the great band Chumbawamba taught us? That you get knocked down, but you get up again. They're never going to keep me down. Until they knock you down again. And you say the same thing over and over and over again. Sometimes you don't want to get knocked down. Mm-hmm. At what point is it I dust myself off, I've learned from all of my failures, and now I can stand tall with my hands on my hip like I'm Superman? When, when, when does that happen? Uh, hopefully now, if you're the Rockies. I mean, I, what I was getting at was, could it be, if they do have some kind of miraculous turnaround, could we attribute that to... The pinch hit in the All Star game, home run that may have sparked a team. You can try to frame it any kind of way you want to to make it somewhat of a reality in your own mind, but it, it would make a great story. This would be an excellent, once again, Disney movie. By the way, the Rockies seventh in Major League Baseball in attendance. 
Well, we, we knew that. Third worst team in, the, in baseball, seventh in attendance. Listen, the park is amazing. It's, it's, it's a gorgeous park. So you anticipate it's going to be that way. When you know you can go to a park and you're not going to pay an absorbent amount of money for tickets and you can enjoy yourself, you can take the family, the kids to their first, you know, major league baseball game, enjoy, you know, hot dogs and popcorn. Mm-hmm. No, take in the sun. That's great. Right? That, mm-hmm. that's, a built, that's a family moment that was built by the Bonfers. Come out. Family friendly. Yes. It's a great experience. And what else is a great experience is going out to the Kway Traffic Center, checking in with Darren Copeland. Ferguson is celebrating as we celebrate the great nation of Canada by giving away tickets to Nickelback a little bit later. Definitely want to stay tuned for that. Broncos country tonight, 56690. Benjamin Albright, Nick Ferguson, Grant Smith. Nick's giving me the, he's giving me the look. Like, <laughs> he's giving me the look. <laughs> that don't impress me? Yeah, I know the song. Can't go grow up in Arkansas and not know who Shania Twain is. I don't think the Rockies are despite that last second. Nathaniel Hackett first shot fired at Russell Wilson. That, that's one of many that are coming down the pipe. I mean, we knew this was going to happen. Let's be totally honest. Well, what was the shot, first of all? Because I didn't get a chance to catch up on this. I was uh, otherwise occupied. I did not get that portion of it today. Well, it was more or less that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to basically make the team that much better being able to call plays from the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. right? And we remember the whole situation with, with, with Russell. And the idea was that he lacked the ability to be able to do that. He didn't want to wear an armband and on and on and on and on. And when you look at Aaron Rodgers and how successful he's been in this league, obviously he is an alpha dog in my opinion. Some would say, well, it, you, you have to draw the line or there's a fine line between being arrogant and cocky or confidence, right. if you will. Right, right. And, and obviously, look, man, if you got it, flaunt it, and he's been able to, to do that, but there's going to be comparison between Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Uh, at, at least for the season and up to the game. And even after when the Jets come here to Denver to play the Denver Broncos, that's going to be the conversation. What will Rodgers look like rejoining Nathaniel Hackett opposed to Russell in his first, you know, go around with that of Sean Payton? Yeah, and I, I think Russ is going to be improved this year. I, I don't think that, you know, I mean, I, as much as the previous coaching staff may not want to lay the blame squarely at their own feet, may want to lay the blame at the, at the feet of Russell Wilson and him not performing. Some of that's on them. I mean, as a coach, it's your job to get guys to perform, right? It's your job to put guys in the best position to perform. And we have certainly seen Russell Wilson perform at a much, much higher level than he performed last year. So, you know, I at the end of the day, uh, Hackett sitting there talking about, you know, Rodgers and his freedom to, you know, to call plays the line of scrimmage and Russ not being able to do that or, you know, whatever. Um I, I tend to, I, I just, I don't think that Hackett, I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's on him. 
last year is on him. At the, you're the head coach. The buck stops with you. You either have the personnel to execute or you don't. And if you don't, you go to your general manager and say, we don't have the guys. Get me this guy. Get me that guy. Whatever. They went out and got Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has been an MVP caliber, if not obviously getting the MVP votes, an MVP caliber quarterback before. I We, we have seen as recently as a, just a couple of years ago that he's been able to play to a certain level. We saw him play at a much better level right after Hackett got fired. Justin Otten took over, and all of a sudden, Russ looked revitalized. All of that had to do with changing some of the plays, doing things that they did not do at the very beginning of the season, which was baffling to me because it's like, well, if the offense was capable of what we saw them do in the Kansas City game, it's like, well, why didn't they do that all season long? And sometimes there's a lot of pride associated with the person calling the plays because they want to say, well, th this was my play, and I was part or this change in the offense of the quarterback happened because of me. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I look at the situation, even with what Hackett said, as far as uh, Rodgers having a little more leeway and, and his chemistry with the wide receivers and having that ability to make calls or call plays at the line of scrimmage, all that goes back to having familiarity with the system itself. And that's always a problem. I don't care if we're talking about Russell, Aaron, quarterbacks, linebackers, any other position – the more that you are in a particular position and you're running certain plays in that system, the better you are. And, that, that I mean, the, the case could be made for, you know, Peyton Manning as well. Everyone has struggled in the new offense. So, of course, it, it is commonplace for Rodgers to look much better calling plays at the line of scrimmage than Russell because he's more familiar with the terminology in the offense more so than Russell was. It's interesting to me because Russ, over the first nine weeks of the season, had two games where he had above 100 passer rating. Uh, the opening game at Seattle and then the game against the Raiders, uh, which they lost 23-32, where he had uh, arguably his highest passer rating of the season, 124.9. Um, then you had a, an abysmal stretch there right up until uh, week 10, again with the Raiders, where he got 99.8 and he had 300 uh, plus uh, over 100 passer rating games from week 12 on. Um, you know, it, Russ got better as the season went along, whether that was figuring it out with Hackett, whatever it was, uh, he started the season poor, but got a lot better as the season went along. They, they, they really, the Valley or the, the low point of the year was, uh, the getting hurt, the, you know, the jets and then the, the London, Jacksonville, Tennessee, um, the, right before the, the, the Colts chargers get hurt, Jacksonville, Tennessee, like that stretch was really the, the the poorest stretch. He threw for three touchdowns. Uh, he he threw for four interceptions, uh, and that was over the course of four games. And that's that's just not getting it done. He didn't have any rushing touchdowns in that stretch either. You you fast forward and you start looking at these games. I'm talking about start with the Baltimore game when they were on the road and they lost that one ten nine. But he had uh, uh, what was it the eight eight touchdowns I think it was from the Kansas City game. If you look at the Kansas City game, eight touchdowns on. Uh, uh, seven interceptions and then two additional rushing touchdowns. So 10 touchdowns, seven picks, uh, three games with over 100 passing. Really, the outlier was the three interception, 54 passer rating game against the Rams. The rest of that, he looked pretty good down the stretch last year. Well, serviceable, we, we, I should say. Yeah, it's very serviceable. And we should see a massive change in this offense in Russell this season. More on that when we come back. Broncos Country Tonight here on KOA, 50 AM, 941 FM News Talk Sports. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.